0: They did not use much of the skirts like they do now. And basically, you know, some of the people that, you know, amateurs or people that like to watch but they don't know anything about the Russian Gypsy Dance, they say, oh, they just, you know, work with the skirts.
1: Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Live podcast. It all started with a silly idea of creating some cute ballet dance gifts, but grew up into a full fashion and lifestyle brand, which is called My Inner Dancer, an online store for passionate dancers. Things change, things evolve, but our premise remains the same – inspired by ballet dance, created for life. Check it out at myinnerdancer.com and reveal your inner dancer to the world. Hello guys, how are you doing? Welcome back to the podcast and I was so happy this week to receive one more of your uh, Reviews on Apple podcast official app And this time the review came from United States from a I hope I pronounced the name correctly who wrote this podcast is the best thing I have found Belladence is still super niche and unstructured. It's really difficult to find a central resource to learn anything Anything. That is partly because belly dance doesn't have a defined standard like ballet or other dance forms or sports. It is a very unique dance form that is passed down from generation to generation and with many different interpretations. This podcast is a wonderful way to hear about belly dance form different artists and their own unique interpretations of the dance it has been eye-opening to me to hear all the different ways dancers approach the dance and the different types of careers they pursue with it if you are new to ballet dance or want to expand your knowledge this podcast is so worth your time thank you so much for leaving a review first of all i'm really happy to hear that podcast is useful and inspiring for you and helps you to figure out this dense jungle that is called validance world as <laughs> yes, we are all part of it uh, but also thank you for leaving the review and guys i really appreciate it. i read all comments all reviews wherever you Uh, leave there whichever platform you are listening to and if you have opportunity to leave a review specifically on Apple podcast app that really helps to uh, move our podcast up in the official podcast charts uh, all around the world and that is really helpful uh, not only just for us to know our belly podcast is uh, rated highly in official charts all over the world but also it can uh, catch attention on subjects general audience and maybe inspire someone to uh, get more familiar with this dance form and learn about it more and maybe attend some of the classes after they even see the title of oh wow this podcast such podcast exists so thank you so much for leaving your ratings for leaving reviews I really appreciate uh, this literally made my week uh, this time and uh, uh, if you want to your review to be featured on the uh, one of the next podcast episodes don't forget first of all to leave it and hopefully you can uh, do it on the uh, podcast app uh, specifically because as I mentioned exactly this helps us to move up in the official charts on this note I'm very excited to introduce our today's uh, guest Vadim Kolpakov who is one of the most prominent and famous Russian Russian seven string guitarist uh, not only in russia but in the whole world he was a lead musician of the moscow roma theater roman where he performed as a guitarist composer vocalist dancer and dramatic actor uh, he graduated from the roma performing art school gilari and studied uh, guitar with his uncle alexander kolpakov who served as a musical director of roman theater for over a quarter of a century. At the age of 15, Vadim began work at this theater too, where he worked for eight years and was the leading guitarist for seven of those years. In 2008, he, as a member of famous Kolpakov Trio, went on the world tour Sticky and Sweet with Madonna. And they performed in many European and South American countries, as well as in North America and Mexico, including venues such as Wimbledon Stadium in london Madison square garden in new york city and maracana stadium in rio de janeiro and we definitely talked about that tour too because it's such an interesting intersection of tradition something from folklore brought to the big stage of popular pop music together with madonna and what a mix it was and i highly encourage you also to check videos on youtube that we mentioned because the show was really uh, like a fire But, on the same hand, I know you might have been surprised why I'm bringing out the topic of uh, uh, Russian, Roma, uh, Romani dance, and uh, music into the podcast. It's kind of more directly, directly related to the ballad dance, but at the same time, I find it's really interesting. We kind of uh, lately digged into more the topic of Romani culture in general, and uh, how connected and influenced are uh, ballad dance and this culture historically and it's interesting to see uh, what place specifically Romani a uh, culture in Russia has as a part of the whole uh world culture and specifically Romani culture uh, around the world and at the same time I see a lot of ballet dancers especially in Eastern uh, Europe they sometimes uh, actually incorporate uh, Romani dances, uh, specifically Russian Romani dances, into their repertoire too and even I see that that appears in some competitions from time to time in some either fusion or show category or whatever it's called specifically in the competition so it's i think thought it would be really cool to dig into uh, this topic too as well as I was very excited to uh, feature the topic of connecting folklore with the Modern pop culture, which as I mentioned uh, We also discussed with uh, Vadim. So I'm really happy to uh, dive into this interview and kind of uh, Did a little side tangent, but not really. (laughs) I mean in terms of Baladins' topic, but as I mentioned not really Um, And uh, I hope you will like the interview and let me know if you are interested in those uh, Related uh, to Baladins. maybe not directly related but sort of related related or neighboring topics so that i will know and in the future i will highlight more of that but before we dive into the interview i also want to do a very quick but very important announcement during the covid19 crisis gelina's bde is donating class content by gelina to help students and teachers to transition to the online platforms hoping that these classes would help them survive in these uncertain times and keep their dance community thriving. For more information, search for hashtag together or write to info at I will include both hashtag and email to the show notes of this episode so you can find them easily there. Hello Vadim and uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to feature such an interesting topic and such an exciting amazing artist as you on our podcast. Thank you for coming out and sharing your time with us.
0: Oh thank you Alana it's a pleasure yes talking to you and uh, thank you for inviting us so inviting me and uh, I'm glad to to meet you and uh, hopefully we can you know share some information with you today. (laughs)
1: Uh, So I would love to start from the very beginning. I know that your family is very artistic, so you had music and art and dance even too uh, from the very childhood. But I would love you to talk a little bit about that time. And for you, becoming a musician, was it something that you dream about since childhood or was it something that naturally happened afterwards in your life?
0: <laughs> well, uh, well as you mentioned, uh, you're right, so I'm coming from the uh, family of musician uh musicians but my parents uh are not musicians so my uncle is one of the greatest guitar players and uh, songwriters and artists uh of Romani music in russia uh from the moscow roman theater which is the famous theater as you probably know um in russia and uh, the theater uh was built in uh was created uh, in 1930s, uh, during the Stalin's time even. so, And it's about almost like a hundred years old. And um, my uncle, Alexander Kolpakov, was a musical director of that theater for about 30 years. And so I was studying with him, but in my childhood, I started um, dancing and kind of playing guitar a little bit, you know, and, and singing when I was about seven. And at that time, I was uh, actually studying like breakdance by that time. you know, It was a very popular, as you remember, maybe, you know, the Michael Jackson, you know, all this period of time was very kind of popular in that style. And so I was interested in it and um, also was doing, you know, a little bit of uh, Romani traditional gypsy style, uh, you know just of the because of the family you know and my nationality but I was more into you know break dancing. and so I was about seven and just you know kind of was playing around you know with the guitars singing dancing but seriously I started uh, study uh, when I was about 13 you know with my uncle and then I went to work at the theater two years later like when I was 15 and didn't have any even the passport, I was accepted to work at the Roman theater. (laughs) And uh, since then, you know, my career just, you know, started and doing it until now.
1: Mm. And I also know that you studied at Roma Performing Arts School, Guilherme
0: right 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 can you
1: tell a little bit because it's very exciting is it like some actual formal i don't know school academy established yeah, or is it more it, informal uh, close to theater like uh a- that's
0: that's basically was like a kind of uh uh performing art school for kids and uh, you know teenagers that are you know going to basically that went to work uh to the uh, Roman theater or the big stages you know for my colleagues now that i studied with they all are not all but most of them became artists you know well-known artists uh the, on the theater or on you know stage and uh you know and so and i was studying there yeah like uh you know dance uh Drama, you know the music and everything was was related to to the art of Romani uh, performing arts. So,
1: mm, is it was it back in in Russia or already in yeah. USA?
0: It, it's in Moscow, uh, yeah, and, and it was in 90s. So when I was like you know 13 years old, uh, I came to to study there, and and then I went straight to the Roman theater afterwards
1: ah that's interesting while
0: i was studying with my uncle at the same time so Uh, uh,
1: and you are known as a master of seven string guitar
0: that's what people say
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh can you explain a little bit because our listeners maybe not much familiar with in general music and uh, guitar specifically like what is the special thing about seven string guitar and how it influences on the music
0: Oh yeah, well, uh, the seven-string guitar, uh what we call Russian or gypsy seven-string guitar or sometimes Russian gypsy seven-string guitar. Uh the the history of that instrument comes from uh at the end of 18th century that was built, you know, the instrument was created as as a as a, I know, you know, and uh, a, and it was created by the Czech uh, harp player Andrei sikra who was a classical uh, musician who spent a lot of time in Russia. Uh, and um, so he created this instrument. He added six, seven string uh, to the six string uh, Spanish classical guitar that was already uh, invented by that time. And so, and he changed the tuning also. And uh, at the end of 18th century, there was a, you know, uh, roma kind of uh, population you know pop pop uh, popular choirs became popular you know like the, the choir singing you know arts mu- music choirs that that um, the count arlov uh, from the royal family of russia brought uh, to russia the first choir from Moldova. So that's when the the Romani performing arts became popular, started to be popular, 18th, 19th century. So in that time, you know, Romani musicians adopted this instrument, seven string guitar. And since then, they started to play. And uh, this tradition became, you know, you know popular for a couple of centuries unfortunately in russia you know in 1950s maybe the mid of 20th centuries you know it was everything changed uh you know in the culture you know because of the beatles you know and the spanish guitar was big influence so and 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 the russian guitar started you know kind of decrease decrease the population you know pop, popularity in Russia, but now it's coming back. The traditions comes back, and hopefully, you know, uh, you know, the young people will continue that, you know, more. But um, that's that's yeah, that's basically the, in short, you know, the history of Russian seven-string guitar.
1: And is it something the feature that uh, there is something in the music that can be done only by a seven-string guitar, uh, or is it just gives more freedom? Like. <laughs>
0: It's it's uh, sounds better, you know, the Russian music, of course, uh, you know, the, the the Russian classical music, it's or Roman Gypsy music uh, from Russia sounds better on seven string guitar because of the tuning itself. So you know that's that's basically specialty of that instrument, you know, the tuning uh, open G. So what we call it open G. It's a DBG DBGD. like the notes, you know, that on the Mm string. So, yeah. Mm.
1: I also noticed that you uh, kind of use uh, both terms uh, interchangeably, Romani and Gypsy, and there's a lot of discussions of what is appropriate or what is uh, polite, etc. I would love to ask your opinion, because I know in Russia there is one more term, Romali.
0: Romali, yeah, or Cygani, basically, yeah. The Cygan is a name... Uh, you know of the nation in Russian language but um, the proper way you know the original name and how it should be basically the name of the nationality uh, is Roma right or Romani people but when we talk about music I you know as I thought sub- I separated a little bit because most of the people know the word gypsy And so when it comes to the like gypsy music, I say, okay, that's fine to call the music, uh, you know, like, or dance, you know, the gypsy style of dance or gypsy music, Uh, but not people, you know, because the word gypsy in English does not make any sense, you know, to call Romani people gypsies because it was made, uh, you know, it was created, invented by mistake uh, when they came to Egypt, you know, from India since they came from India a thousand years ago, for how many people. So, and you know, the uh, English word, uh, when they came to to Europe, uh, you know, was developed as gypsies because they thought maybe they came from Egypt and, you know, Egyptian, gypsy, it's kind of, you know, similar words. So, and that's why the mistake was, you know, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. in that
0: time and, and, and it's still now, but it's changing.
1: Uh, It's also interesting... the international uh, sort of uh, uh, broadness of this culture and how it kind of connects so many different countries and cultures and I know that in your um, career you also did one very uh, featured tour as a part I believe it was a part of a a trio Kolpakov and it was with uh, bands from five other countries from uh, India Romania Spain Hungary and Bulgaria Bulgaria, and it was a Romani music ensembles from those countries. Can you tell a little bit about the tour? Because I know it was even featured by New York time and uh, yeah. about that uh, concert about the tour the concept of the tour and its uh, International element
0: <laughs> Yes, well that was uh, an amazing project basically, uh, you know, I was about 17 years old when I was touring in the U.S. first time. <laughs> so it was very exciting for me, you know, like as a teenager, I was on the big stages, like, you know, coming from Russia, you know, uh, to United States, you know, when I was dreaming to come and stuff. But um, basically the tour was called Gypsy Caravan, and uh, it was organized by the New York um, uh, Music Institute. Uh, and it was... Um, Uh, Like, you know, as you said, that was combination of uh, the show was uh, with six six, uh, people, six bands from different countries of Romania region. And that was very challenging to me. You know, I was probably first time uh, in that kind of project, you know, involved with my uncle. So we represented Russia and there were, uh, you know, like flamenco band. Uh, from Spain since uh, by the way not many people know maybe but uh flamenco is was invented by romani people in Spain <laughs> in 16th, 16th in about 16th century um there were like a bulgarian uh, gypsy you know like a balkan uh, music band and um romania hungary so they all represented their own uh culture but the idea was great because at the end you see how it was all related even though they coming from they all coming from different countries different cultures so as you know also like a you know since you are a belly dancer uh you know the, the belly dance uh is also you know part of uh, Romani, you know style in 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 uh, middle east right so the Romani people they they dance this kind of style you know the belly dancing you know, for many centuries maybe there. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's all connected somehow, you know, because maybe from the roots of it, you know, because they come from India and they pass along and they create their own styles while they traveled in each country. You know, as, mm-hmm. as it happened in, uh, you know, in Spain, for example, flamenco or gypsy jazz music in France, uh, you know, was created by the legendary Django Reinhardt. Uh, he was a guitar player in thirties, nineteen thirties, or like you know Russian gypsy music. So you see the elements, you know, that dance or music similar. At the same time, it's very different.
1: <laughs> what would you point out as the main similarities that connect all these different uh, cultures?
0: Oh well, uh, the main similarity is basically what we call in music like melismatic, you know melisms, like those uh, music um uh, and like, you know when pe- person singing uh, there's ornamentation right ornaments like uh, you know half tone microtones you know that's like in details <laughs> uh, but um uh, uh, you can hear that when romani person singing you know so it's like even in any country, so you can see the difference, uh, or in dance. So, for example, in uh, like, let's say flamenco and Russian gypsy style, right? You see the costumes, uh, they pretty similar, uh, and also the movements of dance, like when, you know, Russian gypsies have some of the movements, what we call footwork, right? And you see in the flamenco footwork, how they do, you know, all this tapping, right? Taps. Uh, they, are, they have this similarity, you know, in the movements of, in the dance as well. So, and of course, you know, the main kind of thing that I think what we call, you know, the gypsy music is, you know, even though I don't like it, but, you know, some... Sometimes you see like, you know, fiery passion, but it's actually true. That is part of, you know, the gypsy style, because when Romani people perform us, you know, that's always with their passion, you know, always with this, you know, heart kind of, you know, the soul, you know, they put, you know, into it.
1: Mm. That's so interesting. And uh, uh, did you notice? I'm really curious to know if any like similarities. Uh, like, what are the connecting points between, for instance, Russian, uh, Romani uh, music and dance, possibly, and uh, uh, Indian? Because so many people like connect to India to Rajasthan. I even heard they connect specifically to Rajasthani tribe, uh, oh, Kalbelia. Well, yeah, yeah. What yeah, what, yeah. what do you know about this? Please share.
0: <laughs> well, basically. Um... Rajasthan region, I think that's where you know anthropologists and all the scientists think that the Romani people came from, the northern India. Uh and I think there are some still, you know, kind of Roma, right? Even though they don't they didn't call themselves Roma at that time, as, uh the the word was Dom for the Romani people, I think, in India. And uh, so they have this you know kalbelia as you say you know the, the kind of gypsy style of dancing right um the similarity to Indian, of course you see that in the, in the, in the custom look at the custom just you know russian gypsy custom right the 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 colorful dress colorful top right all this kind of you know shiny thing so that's Definitely coming from India, <laughs> you see the you know, sari, right? In India, so they all have this all colorful, golden kind of thing. Well, that's that's one thing. Then again, um, the the footwork. Uh, I think they call it like katak, the dance of uh, you know Indian uh, style, dipsy style, uh, when it's you know the, like uh, more footwork. And you see that in flamenco and in Russian gypsy style. Uh, I could have actually show you, but <laughs> people would not see it in a radio interview, right? So, like, uh, you know, this top dancing, um, for example, I do like a uh, vingerka, what we call it, so the main kind of uh, dance of Russian gypsy style. And that in, involves like a, a lot of uh, the top dancing. Top dancing style, which is also similar to African-American top dancing or Irish, uh, you know, um, the, 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 what they call it, uh, river dance kind of, you know, style, right? Um, and also, of course, you know, to flamenco. So this is, you know, all coming from, I think, all of these styles of Romani, um, dances definitely coming from india you know you can see the root and you know, some people say uh the the ones that probably not that much familiar with the dances you know of, of gypsy styles they say oh what is it like uh, a similarity you know this they are very different but it's not true actually the, it's very similar i would say <laughs> As much as they're very different because of the music styles and rhythms, but the the movements could be very similar and the rhythms in the dance could be similar too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting in uh, uh, like kalbelia style, uh, as far as I know, like uh, the footwork is important. There is a lot of spinning, but also there is a big importance to the skirt and spinning skirt and some movements with the skirt. And in Russian Romani, female uh, dance, the skirt plays a big role. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Do do you know if there is any... um, a specific i don't know like uh, meaning or like why the skirt became so uh, important specifically in russian romany uh, because for instance in turkish romany dance there is no skirt work of skirt or use of skirt at all they completely the different uh, uh to, like even the nature of technique is different for like russian romany um Uh, woman let's say what would be like her like I don't know place of skirt like a meaning of skirt uh, for her like does it have any symbolic meaning uh, in this culture or no Uh,
0: I don't think so I don't know uh, you know much about female dancing but uh, I think it's not like you know uh, in India I know what you're saying you know uh, I see what you're asking Uh, like they have Every movement means something, you know, thousand meanings of one movement. That's the Indian style, basically, you know. Right? So in India that's very popular. In Russia, it's I don't think it's like that. But uh as far as the skirt, what I know, and you can even see that on um, like in uh old videos of like let's say the the masters of uh gypsy style of dancing from Roman theater, like, you know, all the, um, old style, uh, they did not use much of the skirts like they do now, you know, Uh like all, like all over the skirts. And basically, uh, you know, some of the people that, you know, amateurs or people that, you know, just, like to watch but they don't know any, anything about the Russian gypsy dance. they say oh they just you know work with the skirts because it became more usable like you know the, the dancers of Russian gypsy style they, they started to using it a, a lot lately like maybe you know I would say mid 19th, 20th century like you know 50 years ago um but before that there was more, a lot of uh, footwork and some some of the, uh, what do you call them?
1: Shoulder shimmies. <laughs>
0: yeah, like shoulder movements and stuff like that, you know. Uh, hands, a lot of hands, but not much of the skirt. But lately, because the costumes maybe changed, it became more, you know, beautiful, kind of modern, you know, and... Um, they just used it. I don't know. <laughs> I think so.
1: that's so interesting. I didn't know that it's uh, sort of like a recent, let's say, uh, trend uh, to use more. Yeah, more yeah, because mm-hmm. it's interesting, as a dancer, if you go in Eastern Europe to any tailor, to any costume designer, and even if you're not planning to, I don't know, not asking to create uh, for you uh, a Romani costume, but you use the term here like a gypsy skirt, because you're yeah. talking about model, even if it's not for Romani dance, but the, every tailor will know, okay, this is like a double or like, uh, whatever, yeah. triple yeah. <laughs> the, ter- exactly. the terminology is. So it's yeah. interesting how there is even a term for that, but uh, the use of skirt and dance is more like a recent well, uh, thing.
0: the gypsy skirt, I think why they, they call it because the gypsy skirt, you know, it's long, uh, it's big, because in the tradition, in Romani tradition, they, don't, they did not uh, wear like, you know, other people were wearing, like, you know, in the history, I would say, you know, they were all covered, right? So they they kind of um, very uh, traditionally, you know, like living in in that period of time, you know, many centuries. And, you know, and and now the gypsy skirt is kind of meaning that, you know, it's long, it's covered, right? It's covered everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you cannot see, you know, (laughs) your body, basically, right? I mean, the body of the lady, you know, and I think it comes from also India. Uh, you see the sari, they're all covered, right, <laughs> they're all kind of long pretty much, except of now the Bollywood, of course, you know, everything changing, and even, you know, the Russian gypsy styles, um dresses, you know, all the skirts and stuff are different.
1: Mm-hmm and uh, regarding uh male dancing uh male romani dancing is it more about like footwork What are the main like features of uh, male dancing in this style yeah,
0: it's more footwork yeah mm-hmm. and you know as i mentioned that you know the the uh, the vingerka dance it's one of the uh, uh important kind of famous dances For the song Two Guitars, you remember? Right? You know that song, right? So that's uh, also song, dance, and instrumental composition on the same kind of tune, you know? Uh, It's a top dancing, basically. It's a Russian gypsy top dance, what I call it. There's a lot of it, you know, um, it's, you know, involves the, the, the... topping and uh I have a shoes like that you know like a top dance shoes
1: There is one more uh, topic that I definitely want to touch uh, one of the um you have so many things in your career already so far but uh one I want to also to to uh to ask you about uh you had a tour with Madonna at some point in your life <laughs>
0: yes yes i did (laughs) can you
1: tell a little bit about uh, that and also what kind of influence had romani uh, music on the pop music of madonna if it had any
0: (laughs) oh yeah well um i don't know if you have seen that uh, videos yet from the you know from the tour on youtube there are a lot of you know on youtube if you put my name and madonna you'll see that but um yeah well basically uh You know, we had this tour for two years with her, um, which was called Stick and Sweet, Uh, and it was a world tour, uh, one of her most successful tours in her career. Um, I'm not saying that because of gypsies were there, (laughs) but uh, it was very colorful. I would say that's actually, you know, what I've seen before or after that she did uh it wasn't that colorful like it was built this show that we were in so basically we had this show and we had a part uh of the show was called actually gypsy st- uh part was like maybe quarter of the show uh the show is 2 hours uh, was 2 hours we had uh, our trio um as a guest performers, you know, uh, in this show. And uh, we performed a couple of songs with with her, uh, her famous covers, songs we did uh, uh, in a gypsy style. All right, so like La Isla Bonita, you know, that's her famous hit song. We made it a, a little bit our uh, own way. Um, and uh, you know we made a medley with a gypsy song actually, and you know you can you can look at it and maybe play in the radio <laughs> if you would like um, that song. And then you know couple, one solo number we had uh, was composed by my uncle, original song in gypsy style, and and I was dancing there too, so <laughs> I was playing, singing, and dancing. Um, So we had uh, like this, as I said, the gypsy part that involved like, you know, some, uh, not some, but all of the dancers, I would say. And we had a choreographer, by the way, uh, the famous uh, family that lives in uh, Norway that, you know, they coming from Russia, from the Roman theater, you know, in Russia, Uh, Natasha Udovikova uh she was a, uh, the choreographer for this part of the uh show you know that that we were involved in and uh so she put that you know all the dances that you see now you know on the in that uh, video uh you know kind of like a gypsy style and they had the costumes the costumes kind of like a, uh you know similar to the gypsy style even though the ladies were dancing uh some of the ladies you know in pants <laughs> because it's you know the pop of course uh pop music show but you know, some elements you know mm-hmm. we had
1: i actually was about to ask you uh for that show how much was it like really traditional or how much it had to be adapted to the stage and for a pop show because it's it's a different yeah. thing
0: there was I, I you know when we had the invitation to perform you know with the The queen of pop, you know, the world pop, you know, number one singer as Madonna. I was like, you know, kind of in shock because I didn't know how we can, you know, put the music together. You know, the traditional music and the pop music, you know, American pop. And she knew how to do it. I mean, she is amazing, you know. uh, director of the show she she sees the ideas you know how that could be put together so well as we we had as we did and so it worked out very well <laughs> turned out you know very successful so
1: uh, that's cool i'll definitely make sure to include links to youtube for our listeners to go ahead and watch oh, can, uh, yeah,
0: maybe put it on my website so there's some information about it
1: yes definitely and uh, what are your uh future artistic uh ambitions and goals <laughs>
0: oh, wow. well i have uh you know on my website there's some information about my uh, you know projects that i do but uh not all <laughs> not all of them are there I have so many ideas of course and uh well now uh my cd coming out soon uh it will be available on, on online um that uh like the best of kolpakov what it's called and that's my combination of many years of recordings with different bands different projects and uh, you know, I took care of pieces, you know, from the different CDs and put that together like a, comp- a compilation, basically, and some of the new too. <laughs> um, so, and that's you know uh, my latest one. Uh, but uh, I have a project with my nephew, uh, Sasha Kolpakov, who is a third generation in our family of guitar players, <laughs> and he lives in Los Angeles and uh we have this duo project then we have a singer uh that we uh, work with uh my colleague uh, wonderful world music singer uh Karina La Dulce and we have a trio you know we perform together and i have a new project uh like that we put together the big show uh last year that's called gypsy soul and uh it's an amazing show that we put together um in this kind of theater production uh, with the history actually what we talked today about the romani history of people through the music and dance mm-hmm. so it touches you know the european style coming from india you know how became uh, you know popular in europe uh, middle east russia eastern europe and the united states
1: oh that's so exciting and what is the best way for our listeners to follow uh your activity and all this project is it your website or is it social media the best way oh, yeah, to follow? social
0: media i think you know like everybody else <laughs> uh, instagram uh facebook so vadim kolpakov and yeah please uh follow check us out if you're interested you know check our music there's a lot of it and um Follow us. Thank you.
1: As I mentioned, I've definitely include links. Uh, for So for everyone who is listening right now, it's way easier. Just go there, click and connect. And uh, before I ask our um, summing up question, I also would love once again to thank you for your time and for uh, coming out and talking and sharing your experience and knowledge with us today.
0: It's a pleasure, yes. It's a pleasure to pleasure pleasure to share some information that I know and uh, I'm specializing in and it's a nice talking to you
1: (laughs) and I would love to uh, close up with our traditional question we have a signature question that I ask absolutely every guest on our podcast and of course I will uh, rephrase it uh, from belly dance to Romani music (laughs) today (laughs) and dance Uh, but I would love you to approach this uh, question more from a personal perspective rather than professional Uh, like that it's your also like work and job today not only your passion so the question is um what makes you fall in love with romani music and dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years
0: well um you know since i (laughs) i've done that um, for many years it's a part of my life uh you know it's like your beloved one right that they cannot uh, see yourself uh, uh, like de-attached, you know, like separated. (laughs) So uh, with, and then there's the same thing with with that music. Once you get involved in it, once you study it, once you start playing it, uh, you cannot get away of it because this music was made uh, for soul, for heart, you know, to feel. That's most uh, you know it's coming from from people traditional traditional roots that were you know like made for many many centuries and uh, any kind of gypsy music I would say but um you know the most kind of important part of it I think even in dance or the uh, uh, music of Romani gypsy style is improvisation so. Like it's in life, right? So like you you live in life when you improvise sometimes, right? You have to improvise. You cannot be a robot, you know? Uh, Like, you know, you go to work from eight to five, that's understandable. But some of the parts in your life are improvised. So that's the same with that culture, with that music, you know, it's more of improvisation. You live in the same, you know, in, in that time when you play, so in this time you create, right? You live, you live it. So that's 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 a thing of a specialty, you know, the trick of Romanist style.